and welcome to this episode of Crop Talk. I am your host, Thad Stauffer, and joining me once again are Lucas Conley, Jason Gama, and Tom Timko, the state insurance product officers here at Compure Financial. So on today's episode, we are going to cover a variety of topics. We'll do a little recap on where we're at from a harvest standpoint, including harvest prices. We'll dive into a little bit on livestock, particularly DRP. We'll give a brief update on the government programs, where we're at with those different programs, how they impact your farming operation. We'll talk a little bit about production, why it's important to get your production in early. And as we're gearing up for decision 2021 in terms of crop insurance, we'll talk about quotes and products and things to get uh, informed as we come up on that opportunity for you to make changes to your policy. So gang, let's get right into it. Jason, if you would kick us off and talk a little bit about where we're at with harvest. I know we're wrapping up the harvest price discovery period right now. So take it away. Yeah, thanks, Thad. So we are wrapping up harvest in a lot of our areas, um, as you guys know, here at the end of October. Uh, in Illinois, at least, there is more corn in the field yet to come out than uh, than we thought was uh, going to be the case. Uh, we've had uh, some weather where uh, grain drying down hasn't taken place in the field as fast as we thought it would. Um, so some delayed harvest there um, from that standpoint. However, looking out the window just this morning, there are guys going, so uh, that shouldn't be an issue to get the rest of the crop out. Uh, we are in the in the uh, price tracking month here in October, setting that harvest price or the fall price. Uh, you'll remember that this past spring, the projected price for uh, underlying revenue protection policies on corn at least started at $3.88. Right now, with a few days left to go in the month of October, we're around 4 bucks, is where we're trending today. So we do have a couple more days to go. So we'll see where that final uh, harvest price lands. On the soybean side of, side of things, we started out with a projected price of nine seventeen, And as of today, we're in that 10.54, 10.55 range. Uh, so we'll see where that lands at the end of October here. So what does that mean to you guys? Well, it means that the harvest price is setting higher than the projected spring price. Uh, so there will not be revenue losses uh, as it comes to price alone. So we are in a position where if you're going to have an indemnity on your crop insurance policy, it's going to be yield-based. Uh, that leads me, that into a conversation quick about just getting your claims timely filed if you do have those yield losses this year. Um, we have a couple different timelines that we track for submitting a timely filed notice of loss. Being more yield-based, you're going to have a 15-day uh, window to get a timely filed notice of loss submitted after the end of the insurance period. And the end of the insurance period is defined by a couple different dates. Uh, the calendar date would be December 10th. That's the final end of the insurance period date. Uh, however, really, the end of the insurance period uh, is the earlier of that calendar date or when you actually harvest the crop. So really, you've got 15 days after you're done harvesting to get a timely filed notice of loss. Now, there is a late filed notice of loss process that the AIPs can run you through. A couple more steps involved with that. But uh, I would just encourage you to get claims turned in. If you think you're going to be in an area where you've got uh, harvest losses as far as yield loss, since price isn't a big component this year, get those turned in, contact your agent um, so that we don't end up in a situation where we didn't get a claim filed and we're losing out on indemnities. 
Thanks, Jason, for that. And I guess I would add one thing is if you are an area where you still have crop that is standing past December 10th or will be standing past December 10th, please let your agent know so we can get that standing crop appraised for production. Let's switch gears a little bit here and kind of jump around. Let's go to the livestock side of things. Lucas, living in Wisconsin, you've got livestock all around you, particularly dairy. Uh, we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about the dairy. Still worth mentioning today where we're at from a pricing standpoint. Lucas, what should our listeners be con- concerned with or thinking about when it comes to making decisions for risk management on livestock? All right. Thanks, Thad. Uh, yeah, with, with DRP is usually the one we talk about, which is the uh, the dairy side of things. Uh, for the fourth quarter, we, you know, we're still looking at very strong dairy prices, which is great, great for our producers. Uh, so we didn't have any uh, losses for third quarter for DRP, most likely. Again, we had strong prices through end of summer and continue through the fall, which is which is really good. But right now we're looking at 2021 as far as securing some risk management. And in the last couple of days, we've had a decent run up in DRP prices. Uh, so we're above $16 floor for first quarter, which is uh, more than a dollar above its the last five-year average. So it's it's a good time to um, take that opportunity and set the floor. Again, you're not locking in your milk. You're just setting a, a revenue floor. And we were looking at um, you know $16 out in the third quarter of 2021 too. So always be looking at that. Um, I know they're not the prices you're getting right now for your milk, um, but that's okay. You know, you're you're just setting a floor and obviously we hope those prices continue, but something to definitely consider is the price has been much lower than that uh, historically. Thanks, Lucas. And one thing I'll remind our listeners, if we do see a number of changes, we'll go ahead and we'll schedule a time where we can connect with our audience here through the podcast and invite Michelle Sell in, who's our livestock specialist to kind of debrief and and recap those potential changes that would impact you as a client. Let's switch gears here. Tom, we haven't heard from you yet this morning. You're being pretty quiet. You've done a good job of in past podcasts, breaking down the government payments where we're at there. Just for a general recap for the listeners and then anything new that may be out there, what, what should our listeners be thinking about or acting on when it comes to government payments? My primary message to producers out there, the WIP Plus, if you have not signed up, there is now a deadline, and it's in the next couple days, October 30th. Doesn't mean all the information has got to be there, but you at least need to make that call to your FSA office and sign up. Second deadline, CFAP 2, is December 11th. Make the call to the FSA office, find the process, Basically, it's, you're just going to sign up or register with them. Get that done. Thirdly, the ARC and PLC payments. If your county has a payment due, usually goes out the first week of November. Some of those have already been rolling out for the last week or two, depending upon your county and where they're at with their paperwork and government programs, if they're caught up or not. Fourthly, not a priority, but the 2021 PLC and ARC sign-up or elections began October 13th. Honestly, I'm not sure if they're ready for producers yet because they're, they're backlogged with all the other programs, but know that we have to make that election. Can our insurance team help you with those decisions? Absolutely. Certainly reach out and have those conversations with the computer insurance officer. They have the tools. If you need help, 
they can have that conversation with you. Tom, you said the sign-up has already started. When's the deadline? And when you say tools, what are those tools that we can help those producers make those decisions? Yeah, the answer to that, that is March 15th. Uh, As a producer, I'm just going to throw my opinion out there because that's what I do. In a lot of areas, I believe that decision that you're going to make, which is now an annual basis, if we back up last year's decision was for 19 and 20, this year's decision is for 2021. Going forward, it'll be an annual election. In a lot of areas, I believe people are going to end up going PLC on corn for price protection. That reference price is 370 On soybeans, most areas, I believe, will go county arc because that reference price is 840 We haven't really been or spent a lot of time below 840 for soybeans, and that's why the majority of producers, at least in my area, will choose county arc and the soybeans. Um, PLC on the corn is, again, it's good price protection. If you're not sure, again, we we talked about it, the Farm Bill Calculator tool that's available to our insurance team and professionals, they can help you go through uh, the information and help you make that decision. And Tom, you talk about calculators. Why, Why is that important when we're thinking about risk management? How does that tie together for our producers and our listeners? A couple things come out of that. Again, if the PLC is a risk management tool offered by the government that protects price, and you choose PLC, which I believe most producers will on corn. Let's talk about corn. There's also another product out there through the RMA that's available called SCO, county-based, highly subsidized. If it's the right fit for your operation, we can help you walk through the program and help you determine if SEO is a good fit for your operation. Thanks, Tom. That's good. Good reminder. Lucas, I want to go back to you for a second here and talk a little about production, why that's important to get your production in early, especially with harvest being wrapped up in a lot of areas at this point in time. Why is that important to our listeners? That's a good question, Thad. Uh, Production, you know, as Jason touched on earlier, it's been a, we finally had a semi-decent fall in most of our territory. So crops are coming off, getting those production wrapped up. There's reasons, obviously, on the claim side to get production, make sure you don't have a production loss. Um, But more importantly, as as we're setting up uh, for 2021, the earlier we can get your production in our system, uh, reported to the AIP, we have some tools, again, that we use that help analyze the decision you're going to make for 2021. So the more time you give your insurance officer to to look through things, make sure everything looks good, get everything entered, and then we can start analyzing uh, your data and help you make the best information for 2021. You know, obviously with COVID going on, running rampant in some states, we don't know how that that's going to mean. There are lots of ways to report production, especially electronically. So if you're not excited about getting in front of your insurance officer right now, we understand that's that's perfectly fair and normal. Um, there's a lot of different ways we can report production. There's some AIPs, you can actually put it in yourself. Um, you can give it to the insurance officer, they can print out a document, they can DocuSign. Lucas, as you were talking, you used the word electronically, and you were talking about production or reporting production, but I think it's bigger than that right now. And really, it's a benefit to all of our listeners when you think about using the technology that's available to us, whether that's them directly or with our insurance officers, would you take some time here and talk with our listeners about the, what I'm going to call an awesome opportunity for them to use technology 
throughout the year, and maybe more importantly for decisions they'll make for 2021 in terms of their crop insurance? Yeah, that's a that's a really good point that it, it's bigger than production right now. So uh, pretty soon there's going to uh, we're going to roll out a, an online renewal. So something that Compere tried last year, again, to make farmers' lives easier, more efficient, if, if possible. Um, you're able to renew your policy online if need be, if you're not making any changes. Uh, if you are making changes, your insurance officer to get in contact with you and go through those things with you. So that's one way we're trying to be more efficient. But even past production, you know, we can... We can have conversations with WebEx. We can we can meet virtually if need be. If COVID continues to stick around, or for whatever reason, if it's more efficient just to have a twenty minute online conversation over the phone, but you can see screens, we can do that. Um, and then if if we get past even that, we go into acreage reporting again. Like I said, there's some companies that you can in. Uh, input your acres, you can do that. Again, we're not trying to ask you to do more work. You know, we're just saying there's a lot of different ways you can be efficient. There's a lot of different technology and we're really starting to try to leverage that because um, it makes sense. We know it, we're going that way in a lot of different parts of the world and, you know, crop insurance is no different. So if you're interested in any of that, ask your insurance officer uh, doing renewals online, doing your production online or doing your acreage report, any of that stuff, we can do that electronically now. And so, you know, if that's something you're interested in, bring it up. Um, you'll probably start to see uh, that go on more often. The other plug I want to put in there is um, on the banking side and claim side. There's there's opportunities, you know, a lot of times you had insurance officers deliver checks or they get mailed to you. You know, we can speed that process up. You know, all, all insurance companies have direct deposits. So if you have a claim coming, um, those checks can get directly deposited too. So definitely transitioning more to use technology and take advantage of that. Lucas, what I heard then was however a client wants to connect with us, we're willing to connect with them in the ways that make the most sense for them. And uh, so a lot of options for them. Another plug I would say within the client opportunities are the portal for our clients you know, at mycompeer.com. It's a way for you to get your documents from an insurance perspective. There's also a great way to use online banking and le leverage that system from a loan perspective. A lot of our listeners probably have heard or seen or even talked with their loan officer, excuse me, their financial officer on that area, but definitely something, another resource, again, to do banking when you want to do banking or get your documents when you want. Okay, good. I'm going to stay real quickly on that area when I think about my comp here and just talk about compeer.com. I know with this COVID environment, Lucas, you spoke of, there's a number of webinars that will be offered coming up here that you want to be paying attention to. The first one is the Grain Vantage seminars, typically that we would host throughout our three states. Those will be virtual, and you can learn more and sign up at compeer.com backslash webinars. That meeting is set for December 8th, Good lineup of speakers there. So take advantage and get registered early for that session. But then also, too, I'll go one step further and a plug for the insurance team that we work with. We've got a couple different options coming up for our listeners and clients when I think about getting informed for Decision 2021. First of all, we're planning a late December offering where we'll kind of break down some of those changes to the crop insurance program and kind of set you up in leading into the discussions you'll have with your insurance officer after the first of the year. But if after that first year in January, there'll be two opportunities, both the 18th and the 25th, which we brand as strengthening your roots. 
those seminars will be offered and which will have insurance updates in there. So again, learn more by going to compeer.com. Well, gang, before we leave our listeners here today, I think it's important we touch on a new product that we've been hearing about, at least within our team, called Enhanced Coverage Option, or as we're so heavy in acronyms here, ECO. Let's give our listeners a little taste of what ECO can do or may do for them from a risk management standpoint. And let's see, Jason, I'm going to ask you if you'll kick off this conversation here today. Yeah, thanks, Thad. We are excited about a new product offering for the 2021 crop year in uh, in the form of ECO, as you've mentioned. Uh, it's important to know that the policy is being developed right now with RMA. So some of the information that we have um, has not been made final yet by any means. Uh, we'll wait to be eagerly wait to see what uh, the, the the final underwriting rules and regulations and rating are from RMA uh, when they when they get the product out on the streets. It has been approved though for 2021, which is important. Uh, in our three states, corn and soybeans are going to take up most of uh, of the crops that we'll be looking at. However, there are several other crops that were approved also for the 2021 crop year. But essentially, since they've uh, since RMA has approved this subsidized area-based policy called ECO and made it available for 21, it's going to really give you the opportunity, producer, to revolutionize your risk management strategy. Uh, there have been opportunities in the past to get coverage up to 95% in the private product world within the AIPs. However, as you know, as those as you know, those do get pricey as they are not subsidized. This product from RMA is being subsidized. ECO's low deductible allows you, the producer, to receive much needed indemnities when you experience those shallow losses that your individual revenue protection doesn't cover. Uh, ECO is going to work very similar to the products that we have in the have had in the past and in, in the form of SEO. Really, the two main areas I see as being different are the fact that SEO does stop at 86%, and ECO, this new product, is going to take you all the way up to 95% on an area-based policy. Um, and secondly, ECO does not rely on your ARC PLC farm decision, uh, farm bill decision that you've made. As you remember from a couple years past, SCO, Supplemental Coverage Option, uh, does rely on those farm bill decisions. In other words, you could qualify for SCO if you took PLC, but if you took ARC County or ARC Individual, you did not qualify for SCO. This new policy won't be tied to that same decision, so you'll be able to take ECO no matter what you pick uh, in your farm bill decisions. So what we're really talking about here from a subsidized product offering within multi-parallel is really stacking coverages on top of each other. So how this would work in big picture is you would have your underlying RP policy, whatever your coverage level is that you've chosen on that, on your individual policy. Of course, you could pick all the way up to 85%. SEO takes you from whatever that underlying RP policy is up to 86%. And then this new product, ECO, is going to go in two different forms, two different bands of coverage. Either you're going to select 86% up to 90, or which would be a 4% band, or 86% up to 95, which would be a 9% band. A um, couple other th- items that I'd like to, uh, to kind of outline here with ECO is you don't have to take SEO, so you could leave a gap in coverage between your underlying RP policy and this new enhanced coverage option. 
Jason, let me jump in here. You mentioned a county-based band of coverage. Can, can one of you guys kind of expand on that and what our listeners should be thinking about when they hear a county-based band of coverage? Good question. And I, when Jason said that, I, I kind of perked up too, because, you know, when, when producers hear county-based, sometimes they get nervous and, you know, because it's not what's happening on their farm. It's, it's a county-based product. But last year, uh, we talked a lot about SEO. We, we talked through some of those hesitations with that. Uh, we have tools that can analyze whether your farm tracks well with the county. And, and frankly, if your farm doesn't track well with the county, then maybe a county option doesn't fit. But the county average is the county average because a lot of people stick with that. And so I think for the, uh, for the average producer, you'll find that your averages does track with the county. So again, this is a county-based product. Um, but one thing uh, I want people to think about, this is revenue coverage. And so revenue affects every acre, every dollar, doesn't matter. It, that's what it affects. So if, if you think about it this way, um, let's say there's a 15% price drop for 2021. Obviously, I hope that doesn't happen, but let's say it does. And you have only a, that 5% deductible. There's probably a better chance that that 15% price drop on a county-based level is going to have a, a more of a, an effect on your indemnity than if it was individualized because your individual policy fluctuates more where that county level stays pretty flat. So there's, a, there's actually a better chance that you'll um, have an indemnity with, with just a price drop on a county-based policy than maybe your individual policy. Maybe that's not always the case, but if you think about it that way, that, that county average doesn't fluctuate very much. So it'll stay more consistent and that price drop will then have a more blanket coverage. Lucas, that's a really great point you put out there and the importance of that guarantee and what price can do, even just by a small drop in price. I think for our listeners, the important piece to kind of wrap up this discussion is no, as information does become available on ECO or other products, we'll take this platform and a chance to educate each of you on what that might be and how it might impact your decisions as you look into making your decisions for 2021. Well, gang, listen, I appreciate the conversation here today. Really informative. As our listeners, we want to say thank you for listening. Appreciate that. If you uh, like the content we're putting out here, please tell a friend. And have them hit the subscribe button for wherever they listen to or get their podcast. We look forward to connecting with you here in the coming months. Thank you for listening. Take care.